Nehemiah chapter 1. This book is a continuation of the story that started in Ezra concerning the Jews rebuilding the temple. This will be the second temple. And that building began because King Cyrus of Persia ordered that the temple be rebuilt. Verse 1. The words of Nehemiah the son of Hakaliah. Now it came to pass in the month Chislev in the twentieth year, as I was in Shushan the castle, too, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came out of Judah, he and certain men, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, that were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. Ahasuerus is also King Xerxes, like we said before, and he was married to Queen Esther, but Artaxerxes the first is actually the stepson of Queen Esther. He is Esther's husband's son, but not Esther's son. And that Artaxerxes the first is the king who Nehemiah was cupbearer to in the palace at Shushan. So Nehemiah the prophet knew Queen Esther most certainly, because they were in the palace at the same time. But he knew her as the former queen and the stepmother of Artaxerxes I. So that kind of clears things up a little bit. I misspoke a little bit in the last book, which was the book of Ezra. But at least we do know that Esther and Nehemiah did know each other. They did live in the same palace in Shushan. But Xerxes is not the same person as Artaxerxes, which I had thought he was. Nehemiah has asked Hanani how the children of the captivity are doing over in Jerusalem. And those are the ones who returned to Jerusalem. 3. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. When the book of Ezra ended, it said that the building was complete. But now we're going back in time to before the building was complete, when the pagans were still trying to stop the building project. So evidently they had torn down part of the wall and burned some of the wooden side beams. For, and it came to pass when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days, and I fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. And that's Nehemiah who is fasting and praying. 5. And I said, I beseech thee, O Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awful God, that keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments. Today we think of awful as a bad thing, but when the Bible was translated, awful simply meant awesome. And terrible kind of meant the same thing. It meant terrifying in an awesome way. And that is because God has all power. 6. Let thine ear now be attentive, and thine eyes open, that thou mayest hearken unto the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee at this time, day and night, for the children of Israel thy servants, while I confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Yea, I and my father's house have sinned. This is intercessory prayer, because he's praying on behalf of the people of Israel, and he's confessing their sins on their behalf. And you can do this for your own family. You can confess the sins of your family on their behalf as a Christian.
7. We have dealt very corruptly against thee, and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the ordinances which thou didst command thy servant Moses. The commandments are the laws, like do not lie, do not commit adultery. The statutes have to do with the festivals that they have to keep throughout the year, and the ordinances are the sacrifices in the temple and lighting the candle, putting down the showbread, and all of that. Nehemiah is confessing that for years and years the Jews haven't been doing these things, most especially and most importantly, they haven't been obeying God's commandments. They've been practicing paganism. 8. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou didst command thy servant Moses, saying, If ye deal treacherously, I will scatter you abroad among the peoples. 9. But if ye return unto me, and keep my commandments, and do them, though you're dispersed, were in the uppermost part of the heaven, yet will I gather them from thence, and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to cause my name to dwell there. Nehemiah is reminding the Lord, You said that you would scatter us among all the nations if we disobeyed you, but you also said that if we repent, you'll bring us back from all of the nations back to Jerusalem. He is saying, many of us are repenting now. So he's going to ask the Lord to bring them back. 10. Now there are thy servants and thy people, whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and by thy strong hand. 11. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants, who delight to fear thy name and prosper, I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. Now I was cupbearer to the king. Nehemiah has been asking the Lord, let the king find favor in me. And this is going to be Artaxerxes I, who is the son-in-law of Queen Esther. And Nehemiah is going to go and make a request of Artaxerxes. Now, Artaxerxes' father, Xerxes, did honor and protect the Jews, so you would expect his son to do the same thing. But Nehemiah is praying because he needs the Lord's protection and the Lord's grace in order to get his request answered from the king nevertheless. That is how he has ended this prayer. We know that he's going to make a request of King Artaxerxes and that he wants God to be with him when he speaks to the king. And that concludes Nehemiah chapter 1.